Hey all you Mouseketeers, I'm Dill. And I'm Tay. And this is Dis Talk with Dill and Tay. Where we discuss all things Disney, from the films, to the movies, to the parks, and everything in between. Um, this is our very first episode of this podcast, so just to tell you a little bit more about uh, us. Um, we are a couple, and we've grown up our whole lives loving Disney, so we thought it would be fun to start a Disney podcast. Yeah, um, I grew up going to Disneyland as a kid with my family and and friends. Um, I would say I've seen all of the movies. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, I just, you know, I think for me, you know, Disney is my form of self-care. I'm a social worker by day, and so I'm dealing with a lot of high stress and um, a lot of uh, high demands in my field and just being able to unleash and, you know, watch my favorite Disney film at the end of the day or listen to my favorite Disney song just, um, you know, fills me with so much joy at the end of my day. Yeah, you know, just to kind of piggyback off of what Taylor said, um, for me, I always loved the escapism of Disney. I always loved uh, being just so involved in a story. Um, and really being taken to a completely different place. Um, I went to uh, college as a communications major, so I was always just really fascinated with good storytelling and the media and pop culture um, and just the amazing music and stories and just everything that Disney um, would present to me uh, growing up. Um, I just loved it. You know, it's, it's, it's magical. Like there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's really no other way to describe it. Yeah. Um, so for this first uh, podcast, we are going to be reviewing the tragically, tragically underrated 1997 film, which is Hercules. Yes, it is quite a Greek tragedy of how... What a Greek tragedy. Oh my God. Yes, (laughs) Um, such a Greek tragedy. Um, about how underrated this film is. I will say I was very excited to do this episode because Hercules is one of my all-time favorite Disney movies of all time. You know, people often say when they think of Disney, like their first choice would be The Lion King or Aladdin or something like that. For me, Hercules is in my top three. I, I just, I love everything about it from the character development to the storyline to the musical numbers to the animation everything about it is just so phenomenal so can't wait to tell you more about what i love and even some parts that we don't love um, about this tragically underrated film yes and you know just to um just to uh piggyback off of that um you know, I think this is is one of Disney's uh, most underrated films. I wouldn't put it um, as as one of my favorites. I wouldn't put it in my top list of Disney movies. But um, I think that this is just such a great film from start to finish. Um, you know, the music is great. The acting, the performances, the action, just everything that happens in the film. Um, and again, really just a very, very underrated um, Disney movie. Um, and to just give you a little bit of information about the movie, it was released in 1997. Uh, it was directed by Ron Clements and John Musker, um, who were known for having directed The Great Mouse Detective, uh, The Little Mermaid, and Aladdin. 
Um, the music was by um, the amazing Alan Menken, who was known for the music behind Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, as well as Pocahontas. Um, and it came at a, a pretty interesting time in uh, Disney's history in terms of the Disney Renaissance. Um, you know, they had just come off of making um, The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, um, Aladdin, The Lion King, really uh, in the heart of the Disney Renaissance. Um, I believe the film before this was uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, so, you know, Disney was really at, at the peak of its powers in terms of the movies that it was producing. Um, and, uh, you know, Hercules really just goes along with that, that great tradition of Disney storytelling. Um, to give you a little bit of information about the leading actors, um, Tate Donovan played Hercules. Uh, Danny DeVito gives a hilarious performance as Phil. Uh, James Woods played Hades. Uh, Susan Egan played Megara. And uh, Rip Torn, who some of you may have known from his uh, appearances in movies like Dodgeball um, and Men in Black, played Zeus. Um so just getting into, um, you know, what we really loved um, about this movie, um, you know, something that was really striking for me, Taylor, was how dark this movie was. Mm -hmm. um, I really hadn't seen this film really since I was a kid and just the the dark themes in of the film um how genuinely scary some of the scenes were um i i just found that very striking what would you think about that yeah um i would agree with that and i think it's just a testament to how phenomenal the special effects were and the animation was especially for that time period um, I felt like, um, you know, it just, it, it all, it all was brought to life. You know, you were saying how, um, you felt scared and it was very terrifying. And I think with a combination of the story and the animation, it, it really brought you in, into the scene with the characters. And again, I just think that's just such a testimony to how, um, to how wonderfully orchestrated the animation was and the effects were and, and how everything just came together to to make um, the mm -hmm. film what it is and to yeah. bring about the emotions that um, you experience as you're following along with the characters in the story. Yeah, I'm definitely a, a, a darkness and a maturity and just... Um, really a, a a real classiness in terms of the the filmmaking um for this movie um you know there were scenes that were generally terrifying to me as a kid that i came back and watched upon revisiting this movie that were were just as scary watching it as an adult um and you know it's interesting when you haven't seen a film like this in so many years i don't think i really watched hercules since i was a child and just going back and you know, remembering scenes that I, I may have uh, forgotten, you know, it's it's really just such a treat. It really takes you back to your childhood and really just takes you back to the state of mind and the emotions you were feeling when you first watched this film. Yeah. And, and you know, like Dylan was saying, it, it's just it's such a timeless film. And, and we're going to get to this in a minute. But 
Um, it's the themes that are are discussed or in this film are kind of they kind of follow you in in every stage of your life. Absolutely, um, I feel like every you know we're we're young adults in our late. 20s almost early 30s and we're still relating to how hercules was feeling and and in the movie and just um how these themes you know follow you throughout out your development in your lifetime and um yeah i would i would absolutely agree i i think you know just watching it again as an adult it just brought back all the nostalgia and and reminded me of all the reasons why i love this movie as a kid Mm -hmm. I mean, I really just took so much out of the story of this film. Um, you know, Hercules' desire to to know the truth about who he is. Um, you know, Hercules' ambition to want to be something greater than, than what he is and to really realize his full potential. I, I think that's something that we can all relate to as, as human beings. Um, you know, just this desire to achieve greatness and you know what that exactly means and the idea that success and greatness and power and um you know the term that the film uses over and over again you know being a hero what does that mean you know it may not be the traditional sense of of being idolized by people but having having a good heart and and being someone that is dependable and someone that would you know make sacrifices for someone else yeah, and I, I think about this theme a lot, especially in the times that we're in, right? And when, you know, we're calling all of these medical professionals and people who've came together to, in, in this time of crisis during the pandemic, how we're calling them heroes and w- what is heroism and what does that mean? And, and you know, I, I think this was an absolutely timely movie to watch right now in, in this era and day and age. Um, and, you know, yeah, I would, I would completely, um, you know, agree with everything you're saying. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to get into, um, some categories. Um, and the first category is going to be what our favorite scene was. So, um, Taylor, what would you say your favorite scene was from Hercules? So my favorite scene was when, um, Hercules was, uh, fighting the Hydra, um, that, and for all of those of you who aren't really familiar with Greek mythology, um, the Hydra is this dragon-like character in which where you slice off one of its heads, um, the heads grow back in double. Um, and so in this scene, um, uh, Hercules is um, coerced into a trap and where he has to fight this Hydra and um, he's successful in doing it and it's kind of this turning point to his heroism and his idolization of uh, the community and town of Thebes and everyone's celebrating him and it's just such a joyous moment um, but you know kind of going back to that piece about the animation it just like and how Dylan was saying it was just so scary and terrifying oh it's terrifying yeah yeah, it's yeah absolutely yeah. terrifying yeah, yeah yeah like even us as adults we were like whoa this is this is really gross and 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 scary um um but yeah just the graphics and and the animation of it all just just made it so you know and and it's it's such a climactic scene for hercules's character development as well um and that's what i really enjoyed about it the most yeah really just a a very harrowing scene even as an adult you know i can imagine a child being 
really just thrilled and terrified by the scene. But, you know, even just, again, as an adult, having that same reaction and, you know, kind of that oh shit moment when the <laughs> when the heads start, you know, doubling and doubling and doubling and soon you have this, you know, massive monster he has to fight. Um, you know, another scene that I really love is when he goes to rescue Megara. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he goes to the underworld with Zeus. Um, and, uh, you know, comes out glowing in his full God form because he finally, uh, completed an act of true heroism. Um, that face punch that he does on Zeus makes me laugh every (laughs) single time. Um, you know, just, just such a great, uh, climactic moment in the film. Um, and, you know, that whole scene, um, and sequence, uh, after, um, he fights the Hydra uh, with the uh, zero to hero number. Um, really, uh, it's just a- an amazing scene. Um, just seeing his rise to uh, fame and stardom throughout Greece. Um, and that kind of leads us into our next topic, which is uh, what our favorite song from this movie is. Um, so I'm going to go first and, and say it is actually zero to hero. Mm-hmm. Um that's such a great anthem in uh, in the film, um, you know, uh, and just talking about the music in general that this, this film uses, I, I think the use of gospel music was such a smart choice when you just think about the uh, themes and motifs of this uh, movie about heroism and, um, you know, being able to, you know, achieve your full potential and um, just, you know, thinking about Greek mythology and, and themes of, of, of power and um, empowerment. Um, I think, you know, that use of, of gospel really uh, drives those, um, really drives those themes home in, in, in an impactful way. Yeah, yeah, I just want to add to that. Um, you know, I, I, I appreciated the brilliance of the incorporation of uh, spirituality and uh, contemporary gospel music as they're um, the muses are telling you the story of Greek mythology right Um, and I just I think it really amplified the theme of human nature's need to want to understand like answers about what's bigger than us Is, is something out there that like you know like is there someone or something out there that's just beyond us? And um, it, it kind of goes back to, to Hercules as the main character. He's like, you know, what more is out there for me? Like, who am I? Like, you know, is, is this it for me? Like, what is out there? Um, and, you know, and, and how it just kind of, um, how religion is so integral to that um, and how we're, you know, we're, looking to answers about what our destiny is and what our purpose is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think, you know, again, kind of echoing what Dylan said, it's just the incorporation of those themes and, and, and how the music does it. It's just so brilliant and, and so phenomenal. I just, I love that. Yeah. And again, you know, the, the zero to hero, um, number that I would have to agree with everything that Taylor said, you know, just the use of gospel music, I think so brilliant throughout this film. Um, the zero to hero number, seeing that paired with the scene of, uh, Hercules, uh, Hercules, you know, rise to fame, 
um, and him really becoming um, in this film, the, you know, the most famous man in Greece, um, you know, it was really just uh, such an such an impactful scene in the film for his character development. Um, but, you know, I was wondering, Taylor, um, if there was any other songs that really st- uh, stuck out for you when you think about this movie. Um, mine was um, I Won't Say I'm In Love by when the one man yes. sings. Yes. Um, I, I also thought that that was also one of my favorite scenes, right? When he, you know, realizes he's falling in love with her and, um, and we, and we see a bit of Meg's character development as well, how she's just been so burned by heartbreak and Mm. and she even goes to sell her soul to Hades to, um, you know, save her former partner's life and how her partner betrayed her. Sure. and we see a lot of hurt and pain in, in Megara's character. And mm-hmm. she's just so raw and authentic. And, and you know, the moment she she's falling in love with Hercules and it's like, I, she, you know, it's an ode to how I think most women feel <laughs> like when they've been so heartbroken and right. um, just, you know, surrendering themselves to feeling again. And what that what does that feel like? And so, sure. Um, everything about it from the vocals to the lyrics to just the emotion around it. I, I absolutely love it. Yeah. You know, just hearing that, um, that strong vocal, um, from Megara, um, along with the muses, uh, backing her up with the background, uh, vocals, um, you know, just, just such a great scene. Um, you know, I would throw in there as well, uh, go the distance, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it's just such an amazing anthem, uh, for anyone that has dreams or ambitions. Um, I have kind of an interesting relationship with that song because, um, one of my favorite versions of that song was a song that would play a lot of times, um, when I would be walking in the queue for Fantasmic at Disney's Hollywood Studios, um, and it was a version on the Disney Mania album, uh, by Lucas Grabiel, whom many of you may know uh, for having played Ryan in the High School Musical franchise, um, and you know, just it's it really seeing how many people have covered that song, and just seeing the impact of that song, it really just shows how that song and and this movie have have um, really stood the test of time um, for so many so many years, um, and again, you know, I think going the distance, achieving your potential, achieving your dreams, uh, doing things that maybe you didn't even think you were capable of. You know, I think these are all themes as human beings um, that we can aspire to, and these are all themes that we can all relate to. Absolutely, yeah, I 100% agree. Um, So our next topic is going to be our favorite character and uh, performance from this movie. Um, And... You know, it's 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 hard to choose because there's, you know, so many great performances in this movie. I think Tate Donovan does a great job playing Hercules, um, you know, showing that that confidence, but also that uh, relatability uh, to the character. Um, I think Danny DeVito is is so funny as <laughs> Phil. I mean, I, I don't know about you, Taylor, but watching this movie, I just felt like that was just Danny DeVito as as a cartoon character. You oh, know? <laughs> absolutely, yeah. That that yeah. If 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 someone had to animate Danny DeVito, Phil would be it. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he just brought so much of his personality to that role. Um, 
you know, Riptorn did a great job as Zeus, you know, really bringing gravitas to that character. Um, again, you know, there's Susan Egan, Egan's um, performance as Megara, um, you know, this kind of uh, witty, kind of smart-alecky, <laughs> you know, character that um, is very independent. Um, but, you know, the one that really takes the cake for me is, is James Wood's mm-hmm. performances as Hades. Um, you know, the, uh, the quick-temperedness of the character... Um, the kind of funny one-liners that he has throughout the movie, the, um, you know, just, uh, just the, the, the humor of the character, the, the, uh, relentlessness of the character, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to look back at this film and feel like anyone else could have, could have played that part better. Yeah, and I would even go as further to say that Hades is one of my favorite Disney villains, which I'm sure at some point we're going to talk about that in our podcast. Right. But, um, you know, Hades is someone I, honestly, I'd be friends with, you know, <laughs> like if Hades was personified as a human being, this is someone I would enjoy having some banner with and like with his quick one-liners and his sarcasm, it just like, it fits my personality and someone that you know, I would, I would want in my corner almost. And again, it just, it just speaks to like the actors and actresses ability to make these characters so relatable right, that, right. that, you know, as someone that, Oh, I, I, I can think of someone I know who, who reminds me of this. this Who's character. like the character. Yeah yeah. 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 So, so basically you're saying you're a Megara to James Woods's uh, Hades. I am. I okay. am. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes me Hercules. Um, but yeah, you know, our next character, uh, sorry, our next uh, topic rather uh, was going to be who steals the show. And, um, you know, I think that goes hand in hand with favorite character. I think James Woods' performances, Hades, um, is really just so, so great. Um, one, of the, one of the better um, villain portrayals um, I think we've had in terms of, of uh, Disney films. Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. I think for me, it's a tie between James Woods and Danny DeVito. Um, I mean, like, they just did such a great job bringing those characters to life. And and the humor behind it all, it just, it, it reflected, especially Danny DeVito as Phil, it really reflected, like Dylan said earlier, he really put himself in there. I don't think he even tried too hard i think you know he got the script and was like "Ah, this is me you know (laughs) like he was just authentically himself um and just that that genuineness and authenticity and humor just for me um i don't know i would you know i would say it was tied but um yeah i would definitely say phil and 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 um Hades, you know, definitely were, you know, even though Hercules was the main character and it was centered around Megara and, and Zeus and the um, the God family, um, I think those two really led the show. Yeah, I, I have to agree with, with everything you said. Um, so I guess that would bring us to what what didn't we like as much about this movie? Um, and, and really not, not much, um, you know, Taylor would probably tell you nothing. Yeah, I would say, um, a hundred percent nothing was wrong with this movie whatsoever. And that might be Yeah, zero, bias. as in zero to hero. Yeah, yeah, zero. exactly. Um, 
Yeah, and that just may be my bias because, like I said, this movie is in my top three. Um, so I have no critiques. Like I said in the beginning, everything from the animation to the character development to the music to the storyline, just everything was flawless. Yeah, um, there is one little caveat I have, one little thing I have to nitpick with this movie. And it's that I I didn't really like Danny DeVito's song as much. Mm. Um, you know, all the other songs, all the other action that takes place in the movie, the comedy, the performances, um, the one part where the film kind of drags a little bit for me, um, you know, I guess what you would call a skippable, a sk- a, a skippable part of this movie, if there was any, um, would, would be the, the song that, that Danny DeVito sings. Um, to me, it's not as memorable, but... Um, you know, that's really the only thing that I would say I didn't like as much about this movie. And, you know, if if, if that's the only thing I'm complaining about, I, I would say that's pretty good. Yeah, no, I would I would completely agree with that. Um, you know, when I think of Hercules, I think of Go the Distance. I think of Zero to Hero. I think of I Won't Say I'm in Love. I even think of Gospel Truth. But like when, yeah, you yeah. know... I don't really think of Phil's song. I think, like you said, if this, like, if I were to play the Hercules album, I'd definitely skip it. Um, but I just, you know, I, I wouldn't really complain about it. I think, you know, it did its job. It it did what it had to do. And it didn't really take away from the film for me. So Right, right. So, right. yeah. Um, so I guess that finally brings us to, you know, what grade would we give this movie from A to F? And, you know, I'm basing that off of those uh, grading lists that you would see on Facebook. Um, so, Taylor, where would you uh, put this movie if you had to give it a rating between A to F? I would say I would give it an A minus, you know, with, you know, given the, like you said, I mean, Phil's, Phil's musical number could have been cut down a little bit. I don't think it should have been completely redacted from the film, but... Um, overall, I would give this film an A minus. Like, awesome, love it. Totally recommend you rewatch it now as adults. So you, you'll, you know, it, it's such a timeless film. All right. Um, it's funny, uh, you know, a little, um, a little bit of a disclaimer. <laughs> if you had asked me before I did a rewatch of this movie, I, I might have put Hercules in my. C or B category because I really didn't remember this film too much um, and I really frankly was pleasantly surprised by how good this movie actually is mm-hmm. I I, um, I I wasn't really sure what I was expecting because again frankly it was probably I probably hadn't seen this movie since I was a kid um, but it, it is a is a very good movie from start to finish um, you know, uh, emotional, inspirational, great music, great performances. You know, there's there's really very few things that this movie doesn't do well. Um, I, I would have to agree with you, Taylor. Um, I would give it an A minus just because you know I wouldn't put it in my in my Disney pantheon. I wouldn't put it necessarily on my Disney uh Mount Rushmore. Um, but I do think it's a very underrated Disney film, and um, yeah, I I would say it is one of the Disney classics. Um, from their Renaissance era. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, that about does it for us. We hope you all enjoyed our podcast, and we'll see you next time. Yep, see you next time.